Bay battling back on the inside. It's Brave Contender lifting under the vigour of Parnham, though, and he'll just win. Outside as well as fighting fight, but courting Verity. Broke clear near the line and courting Verity. Courting Verity defence tactical. From the back, but it's fake love with 100 metres to go. Hands and heels well clear. This is a beautiful debut. It's fake love easily. Now it's Pelter in front of Prime Star. The outside, Pelter in front from Prime Star. Jet Propulsion and Pelter sees it out. G'day, punters. Welcome to the deep dive. We're going to be looking at uh, the entire meeting basically at Caulfield. There's a heap of data and performances to run through there. We'll then head up to Queensland, get Curly's thoughts and see if he's actually recovered from the weekend and we'll touch base with WA because the star over there in the making has just continued to improve. So we'll start at Caulfield. William Pike was probably the, the headline act on the day because he's just reeled off four. But it'll be interesting to get your thoughts in terms of how you thought he, he rode. I guess you've been probably critical more than anyone over the last couple of weeks as to whether or not he's been riding that well in Victoria. Just run us through how you thought he performed there on Saturday. Um, all right. He has been riding poorly and making some poor tactical decisions. He's riding old Kirk. I was also trying to reverse Mozim because Pete and I <laughs> had a good, good long-range bet at old Kirk at like $13. So we were hoping and praying and then I was worried he sort of got his good rides he had early and everyone's starting to crow him a bit, so he still has to get old Kirk home. Stay calm. I thought he was pretty lucky on dirty work. Well, got a pair further back than he needed to. That horse could have settled almost on speed. Looked gone on the corner. Um, Arcadia Queen, like, whilst I'm bagging him, I, I tipped it pretty hard on Thursday night. I, I thought he'd, he doesn't have to do much thinking on that horse. There's like two horses that can win that race, maybe Humidor. He's just got to sit near it and see if it's good enough. There wasn't sort of a tactical ride for anyone in that race. Um, I thought Superstorm ride was average, but that horse just like, I don't, I don't think the ride was bad. I think it was average. Like there's not many options with that horse. Every time I review a meeting, Superstorm comes up as like one of the horses to follow for sure. Um, it is again. Um, the old Kirk ride was fucking elite, outstanding riding and won the horse to race. Because ASAR went enormous, and probably by the time they sort of uh, jump was a bigger result for me. So and us, so hitting the line sort of was happy either way. But I would have preferred ASAR just. Um, I, I, like he rode one yesterday at Cranbourne, and it was like four wide the trip. So he, he's right. He, he can ride well, but he he can also hang him out to dry at the same time. What do you think, Pete? Like I'm not saying he, he's awful, but I don't think he's the top echelon of Victorian riders still. I think he's got a very specific uh, riding style where if you allow him to just ride off field, horses that settle off speed, sort of a bit like Tommy Berry in my opinion, you don't really want to be putting on horses forward of midfield or up front and trying to dictate and try and tactically uh, outperform other jockeys. I think he's much better just being given like, here's your horse, you know it's good ride off your instinct and follow, find the gaps and get moving and it probably was the first time we've seen a Caulfield track of late, which really played particularly even, and it was much more in terms of the better horses were winning. If you had the right horse in the right position, you pretty much got the job done. Um, yeah, the, so the, the, the even track at Caulfield tackles. suited Willie Pike the way yeah. he rides. The track, the track at Caulfield raced outstanding, but I think everyone just needs to calm down. Like, yeah. Windstorm was a dollar seventy. Arcadia Queen was going to run first or second. Old Kirk was was a favourite. Dirty Worker's favourite. Like, he, he did his job. And, and yeah. good on him. Look, whilst we were hard on him, that's my opinion. I still... I had Windstorm on top. I had Dirty Work on top. I, I, I tipped them back to Arcadia Queen. I launched at Old Kirk. And I even backed Superstorm. So whilst I'm bagging the bloke, I'm still at the prices. <laughs> Half the yeah. time, was with him on Saturday. Josh, did you have any thoughts in the meeting in terms of one of his rides that you thought was better than the others? Uh, well, definitely not Superstorm. I thought he got too far back, but that's the that's the horse's running style. You're not going to yeah. change a horse and ride it upside down. Um, I thought what he did with Arcadia Queen was brilliant. I think the ride on that was like A1 sort of stuff. Like he followed Ollie. He was on his back the whole way in, let him tow him into it. Sort of what Ollie does to a lot of jockeys sort of at like 
um, Mooney Valley, where he sort of just gets it going on the bend. You see him just towing in around that, around uh, sort of the, the between the 400 and the 200, and just just gets like a lot of momentum into it. Uh, what he did with Arcadia Coon was super. The horse deserves the merit. Uh, Russian Camelot uh, just wasn't up to it. Uh, don't know if it, you know, I wouldn't be potting it off just that one run, but uh, I thought that was a super ride. I've just had a look at the numbers as well. Like he's not. Um, for his for his time in Victoria, he's had uh, he's winning about sixteen percent. The market says basically that he should be winning at around that at around that rate. So you can't really say he's riding poor. He's not riding below market expectation. Maybe our perceived expectations that he rides a lot of a lot of winners, but there's a lot of class. You know, there's class horses here in Victoria, all but maybe Twitter Twitter agree with that, but. Um, yeah, but he has, uh, he has still, still four winners on four winners on Saturday to get his pot to like square. Yeah, and I think I think P said been this. Recently, yeah, a bit of uh, I think a, a couple of shows back, Pete actually said that uh, these are grand final trainers. Uh, they've all got they're all set for something. Wasn't that right, Pete? Yeah, all sort of, uh, yeah. They they will have improvement to come with with all their horses going forward. I think Windstorm's probably the one. It's still to me physically. Like he looked completely ripped on the weekend, but he still hasn't oh. quite finished developing, I think. He's still got a bit more improvement to come, and I don't think it'll be this prep, though. I think it'll be next prep. Just on that race, like, there's a, not many horses in that race. So .com did a really good job of the mounting yard there. And I got myself into a headspace where I wanted to bet in the race, but obviously I don't want to take seventy. Mm. I sort of marked it like $2.210. So then I start looking around, which was a mistake, in hindsight, anyway. But then when you saw it, you're like, oh, we can't be betting against this thing. Yeah. It's a beast. And it, Proper beast. It looked like, looked like Ben Cousins before you knew he was, like, off the rails. Like, just ripped the Donis light rig. Ready to roll. Deliver. Yeah. Big fourth quarter gut running. And that's what it did. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish it off on the Caulfield Stakes. Like... Obviously, the slower they went, and they've gone five lengths slow for the class here, the more it throws up the potential that Russian Camelot's going to get done. But Ollie probably didn't really have any other option, did he? Unless he decided he was just going to lead at a tempo that suited his horse. But, again, obviously not the grand final for uh, for Russian Camelot. Is that how you guys saw it? Uh, I'll start with you, Dicko. Um, yeah, I... I, I... Huge error here not to capitalise on this a lot more. We, we, we nailed this race on Thursday night. Ollie's not going to like set the race alight and lead on this thing that's that's favourite for a Cox Plate and is mm. aimed at a Melbourne Cup as well. You know, like, this is just another stepping stone towards the grand finals. So the race set up to be like a sit and sprint. And when the track was firmer, it's going to suit Arcadia Queen even more who's getting the bar plates off. I've seen a little bit of narrative on Twitter saying that uh, Russian Camelot's run a new peak figure. That That's just wrong it has not it's yeah. gone backwards by like five or seven lengths or something um it, it we've learned nothing from this race other than the arcadia queen on a good track with the bar plates off with a good ride is a very very good horse uh, i i'd be strongly with russian camelot to knock to, to turn the tables in a clock's play on any surface as long as there's like 10 plus horses in the race i think he has Built a tactical like, uh, tick that that the Rush Arcadia Queen doesn't have. He, he could he could draw car park at the valley and jump and sit like and go and lead it if he had to. She can't do that yet. So I, I'd have advantage Russian Camelot, but you didn't learn anything from that. And and like we did on Thursday night when the, when we get the Cox Plate, if they both go there, we'll just we'll do the map, we'll figure out the race and go. Yeah, at the prices is what we think. Yep. Josh, are you taking anything out of the performance of the top two here? Uh, I think, you know, Super Merit has turned it back around. Uh, market, for me, said that Arcadia Queen was going to do this, interestingly, uh, like a couple starts back. Uh, it's finally done what it's the market was sort of intending, it's saying. Uh, and the market's come off more with a, you know, 7.1 SP, uh, which is super. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, like, I don't know, like, the horse looks like it could even get further. But um, but obviously it was a sit and sprint, though. So sort of a, yeah, like like Dico touched upon, Russian Camelot wasn't suited. I thought Russian Camelot, 
sort of didn't settle as well as it usually does as well. Uh, it makes in sense, the run. Josh. It, it, this is the second slowest race on the day, like yeah. all average benchmarks to the 600. There was a yeah. unraced two-year-old race, and it's, it's the slowest race of the day by a mile by the class benchmarks. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, you just can't do anything with this race other than the two, the two horses across the line, first and second, are probably the two strongest horses in the race. But if you're a humidor man or girl... Yeah. Like, you, you can make a case for it too. Oh, if they went quicker, which they were probably will on a Cox Plate, much oh, better chance. Yeah, if that that'd be like a great story. If that that was the run of place in the Cox Plate, like that's just incredible to get that back on track. Um, eight year old, uh, just a great training effort. Yeah, I think you've just got to be careful with any race that Galo Chop is mapped to lead. That horse just doesn't roll along at fast tempos, or at least it hasn't done since 2018. Um, so anytime you see that horse just dictating a race, it's just usually it's dead set walk. And so, yeah, it was a great race to bet into in run, actually. Arcadia Queen just stalking the whole way. It was, yeah, outstanding. Uh, it was but, like, it was like um, obviously you're five seconds behind, at least, on the TV. And uh, if you're babysitting your kid watching uh, Swan Hill, you're about 15 seconds behind on KO. <laughs> FYI punters. Um, didn't that thing drift savagely yesterday with thank fuck at one? I just kept pressing. Gotta love Jimmy. Gotta love Jimmy. Just press, press, press. Yeah. Uh, fat. Uh, did though, with the fatherhood duties, bet into, I believe it was the last race, and because I was being a good man and a good father, miss, I believe, Curly. <laughs> Curly just really just drained one from halfway. So, glad about that. Anyway, I forgot what I was talking yeah, we'll get to curls because that was a, a yeah. We'll we'll get back to um to Caulfield, but we'll get to Curly in a sec. But uh, Old Kirk's performance and the Caulfield Guineas and Dicko, you alluded to to it before, but Pike's ability to navigate around Tagaloa, who was going backwards and um obviously had an issue in in the run, but his ability to get the horse and keep it with some level of momentum was probably just uh, there's no other word for it. it was just outstanding wasn't it yeah i was on the phone to uh the young bearded man bottom right of my screen josh kcycpc and um talking about doing a bit of pricing stuff punters and um he was on tagaloa and like he was off the off the bit but that's sort of it so that gives more merit in my opinion to pike's ride because it, it, it wouldn't have looked straight away like that horse was gone because it's Tagaloa, and he would know mm. that. But uh, I think the jump and put it forward enough was sort of half the job done for him. He just had to navigate his way through, which he did really well, and it was a harder job than it needed to be because of Tagaloa. But um, God bless him. God bless you. God bless the Hawks camp. Um, God bless you, Peter, for identifying the horse nice and early. Um, ASAR, stiff, big run. Mm-hmm. What about... King's Legacy. Kells might even have an opinion here. Like, I was hard, hard against it. Marked at huge price. Um, but there's so many people stumping up for it. It's half-backed. I was really grey before it jumped. Didn't know what to do. What do we do with that horse? It still hasn't run a figure. I think it's been well enough exposed now in good enough races to you know, to put a figure on the on the board. Yeah. Like say it hasn't done it. Does it say more about the horses or about, you know, where those horses were at that was beating up on last prep, later in the prep, you know, Glenn Fittick and Prague in those group ones, where they're at, I don't know. Yeah, and it won the size as a $20 shot as well, and that was an awful, awful race. And then it came out and won an awful um, champagne stakes. Like, yeah. they're both really slow-run races. They were just pretend group ones, really. Yeah, well, off the benchmark figures they are. They're yeah. complete, like, mythical group ones, um, which which really let you bet into this race with confidence. Yeah. The, the Melbourne form really stood up on Saturday. Like, even old Kirk, that, that that's a lot of Melbourne form there. That that was the, that was the like, biggest factor for me, Robert Stamp, like, stamping that horse, was that it had handled the Melbourne way and started in Melbourne, as opposed to, like, a Hungry Heart or a, a Mahunga or whatever. Yeah. Those runs that used to have at Flemington, uh, like stiff not to, to win that. Uh, the second run it had, the Group 2 
Oh, um, mate, I still remember sitting, upon the, sitting on the third Ooh. level there of the P&A ship cruise and young Josh just screaming out, Oh, Kirk! Oh, Kirk! Oh, Kirk! Oh, Kirk! Oh, Kirk! I think it did this. It was the same run in both, both runs. Just like, it was just, yeah, it was just a dead set miler. Uh, like, just absolutely loving the line. Uh, but, yeah, it was always going to get the mile and, yeah, it did it. Uh, it was super. I thought it was a pretty good ride as well from Pike to, like you said, put it put it where it was. It could have got so much further back. Yeah. Um, but obviously the mile suited to, you know, sit, sit a bit further forward. Uh, but like like you said, King's Legacy and Malunga, uh, like for me, those two, Malunga's the one that was be- the better run, obviously, of the race. Uh, King's Legacy, I think Stable was super bullish on it too. Um, Someone must have been. It, yeah, but I, I, I couldn't see it. Uh, I guess it had tied in form lines with Old Kirk, and that's probably what they what they tied up. But, yeah, like you said, we don't know much of the, that form out of those races, whereas Old Kirk's, Ollie Kirk's done that. Uh, and Trump sort of, you know, proved itself last week against North Pacific and things like that, or the other week. If Ollie Kirk went to a Cox Plate, do you think it's a blowout chance as a three-year-old? Definitely hit, hit the line. Like Cox platable. Yeah. And it have no weight, but it's out. It's out to the paddock for sure. Uh, Colts. Well, the, the, yeah, may not race again. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just racing at the moment. It's yeah. just it. It's just a real shame. Just yeah. Someone on Twitter said that on the weekend. I think I saw racing is just all about. That's why the game's gone. You just selling these things for. To, to sell a pony at the end of the day, aren't you? Yep. Can't beat them, join them. Yep. Um, we'll drop back to a thousand guineas. Um, the hungry heart. Can we just confirm the horse is a cat? I mean, they've oh, gone very I... fast here, and it's had to back up off seven days. But Montefilia did the same, and you know, destroyed them in the Spring Champion Stakes. And hungry hearts turned up here, and SP rock solid. Curly, you're, you're the you're the like the sort of big dog layer here. Thoughts? Oh. <laughs> you, I was talked into this horse Thursday night. Um, <laughs> seven day blinker on while uh, um, it's not boxes. I don't I don't know how you factor this into your into your databases, but like how many lengths do you take off for the colours? <laughs> <laughs> At least 47. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was being facetious there. Of course, I don't factor that in. <laughs> no, you're right. That, like, the SP was there. It was It was just, it looked like a, another, just looked like one of those perfect wallet setups with the blinkers on for the grand final. And yeah. Um, well, like, we, we, got it, we got it wrong on Thursday night result-wise, but fuck the market. Like, we, we, we saw the race as, as most of the big players did, this thing like hemorrhaged, hemorrhaged big time. And then I missed the winner, which was a mistake or regret, but we're on agreeable, uh, Vangelic and Aiden's field, I think top ahead in run. You just thought, Oh fuck, hungry hearts. It it had the same sort of spot as uh, old Kirk, you know, 30 minutes later. So it's got exposed, I suppose with the tempo, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, they've all like the, they've all had to improve their figures here to win this race, and um, credit to the to the human tripod, Michael Walker, like fearless riding here, fearless. Like this is a big race. This is a bloke who's under a lot of pressure. Like had the Excel Man drama at sale. Like to take off when he did, like huge set of pills on him. Big ride. Yeah, it was- Super right. You know when they're just like, you just see he's like, he's got a, such a unique, oh, that's what I love about him because he can just pick him out just with his like little, yeah. hunch, you know, little little back and he's just swinging on this thing at the, you know, like 400, 600. Like yeah. he's got a lot of pony here. And then you see like horses like Instant Celebrity, like Instant Celebrity, I reckon if it was if it was genuine, this is the sort of pace that it needs to win and agreeable as well. It's gone, agreeable has gone super as well. But like Instant should be getting over the top of him with that sort of a pace. Um, and I was I was hard against it pre-race just because I just I just don't like these horses at all unless it's going to be like Flemington or something where it's going to get every possible chance to let down. Uh, and yeah, it was just yeah, uh, yeah, Odium just 
improved. Personal has gone super as well. But like you said, Hungry Heart, I reckon sat. I reckon it sat in the like sort of A one spot, um, bar it being on the fence. Uh, probably like it should have deserved if it was genuine. I thought it would have just got over the top of him as well. Like sort of deserved to like instant celebrity given the pace. Um, but yeah, like Odium was super. It was like genuine, genuine time and margins to that win. Well, like if we deep dive a little bit further into Hungry Heart, so it went seven point six above the all average of the six hundred in the really fast run uh, Randwick race, the Golden, uh, what's it called? Flight. Flight Stakes, which, uh, looking back, just at this FII, Old Kirk into Young Worley to win the Derby. I'll be gone for about two or three months. You won't see me. Um, but Hungry Heart was also in a couple of them, a dirty little thing. Anyway, 7.6 in the flight. It went 10.4 on Saturday. Even though it was like midfield, this is a much harder run race. And it's, yeah, it's exposed it. It's run a comparable figure overall of an 8.5 versus 9.8. So I think it's sort of found its mark. And maybe just credit to um, Rob Scurry, who is just just flying. But he completely penned this horse before the before the flight. And then on the re- review show in Sydney last week, he just called it a cat. Like, doesn't like it at all on top. Blah, blah, blah. Complete pen. Maybe its level is just like just below that double figure mark, and there's been a bunch of them here. Even instant celebrity Josh, that's gone from a, a six point one, no a seven, a flat seven, winning the lead up race. It's it still improved four lengths and run eleven here. Just Odium's, yeah. Odium's just jumped out of the ground. Yeah, it's just natural improver, I guess. That's what the thing is with these three odds with ratings, and most of the time it's yeah, you just got to consider that into it. Who's going to be improving? All right. Well, peak figure on the day, no surprises in the Turak handicap. It was a proper race. They've gone fast tempo up front. Jay Carr, just absolutely airborne. Dickens, Mr. Quickie. I'm half surprised you didn't have something on because this is one of your horses. You always seem to find uh, an angle for Mr. Quickie. Well, you know, well, like, um, you know, you, you all get it. I'm sure most people watching get it. We're just constant, like, every day you get up to perform kind of thing, you yeah. know, and I, I'd done a good job on Saturday, and I felt really good about myself after old Kirk. You know, found the two-year-old winner. We're winning. Day's done. We're going to win. And, uh, like, at the 700, at, when they jumped on the helicopter shot, I saw this horse, and I would have backed it if I was betting in run because it was more intense because it mm. always parades outstanding. It is a fucking panther and a beast. And then at, like, the seven six hundred, it was winning. And I just felt sick and then ashamed and naughty, dirty, you know, like what a good horse, what a performance. Um, I thought this was maybe ride of the day, but not from Jay Carr, from Craig Williams. His ride on Buffalo River was outstanding. Just use the asset of the horse. Yeah, just got them all chasing, unlike what it did yesterday in the Cranbourne Cup. But um, <laughs> Buffalo River ride, outstanding guy. <laughs> What was that thing oh. called yesterday that, that we took six dollars about that started three seventy on the fair? Doctor Drill. Doctor fucking Drill. Jesus Christ. Doctor Drill sounds like what you needed afterwards. Is someone just through the head? Uh, Josh, huge race, big figures everywhere. Uh, angles, data wise, something to follow. Before Josh starts, just also all of us. What, what has Elton Zara done here with Age of Chivalry? Like, oh, big fan of this horse. Love him. Perfect PR run in the lead-up race of think Sir Rupert Clark. Weak and offered very little. Cast here. Absolutely cast. And improved by four plus lengths. Like and like, run, might have been run yeah. a race. Like, fuck. What are we it doing? Was a, it was at Monash University on the bend sort of the thing. <laughs> it was like, fucking hell. <laughs> I couldn't find, couldn't find some cover for it. Uh, <laughs> or just let it lead like it probably should. Uh, yeah, huge run. Um, I thought Sosi Bomb was super. Rykovic keeps keeps hitting the line well. Probably needs a wet track, Rykovic, maybe. I don't know. I think it likes Flemington and a wet track for me. Uh, I'm Superman. Ordinary. Uh, I thought questionable why they were taking... I, when, I, when this won first up at Caulfield, which was over maybe 1,200, uh... 
I thought like it'd stay around that distance. I didn't think it was like a mile horse. Um, but yeah, interesting. Uh, Akinar Star went pretty big at big odds. It was a funny, it was a funny race though. Like I thought, Jun- I when I did the form, I thought Junipal and Buffalo River were like just like lengths above them, and I got it completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, it was a race I didn't have much uh, investment in because uh, I just couldn't fathom to take the price on the two. Uh, just because I thought, yeah, something possibly could go wrong. Uh, Superstorm gone super again. I'll be keeping following that. Uh, I'd probably run. I imagine a run at uh, Flemington in the Kennedy Mile. I'd imagine is that probably right, Pete? Um, Why don't we just tune, tune into RSN tomorrow? Because we'll, yeah. we'll we'll text Gareth tomorrow morning and ask him to ask Bob yes. about Superstorm oh. and that. I have a question on Sosie Bond for you guys. Um, I hear I hear this every week that this horse has gone has gone good. Is it like a twelve like serious? Is it a twelve fourteen hundred meter horse and just not good enough at that level stepping up in trip? That that's my opinion. Yeah, mm, probably running in week. I guess you're getting prize money. But it, running it in week of grades, right. it's consistently running like its last five starts: ten point seven, twelve, seven point three. But placed nine point four and now thirteen point two. Like if you look across all these horses, the winner, all all double figures. And maybe Sir Coney. They're the three most consistent horses out of that race. Like he he's gone from being a myth to just consistently running good races. He's drawing awkwardly and sort of Getting awful rides, nah. but it's not—it's not like the jockey's fault. Mm. See, nah, that's—you've said something completely wrong there. Okay. I, I think you've said Good. he's a myth. He's always been consistent as a rock. He just never—he just never won, which is fine. Like, oh, he was bi- he was biting horses in, in races and stuff. Oh, that was yeah. He but was, he was a, he super was a horse, myth. Like, now he's a super he's horse. He's been running—he's been running since 2016, uh, and like. He What's turned around that day, Josh, that we backed him at Fleming. We backed him before and then in run. It was over 1,200 yeah, metres down the straight. That's the day the he straight. sort of yeah. – I think he was first up, maybe the Ori Star or something it was called. Yeah. That, that, that's the day that I'm saying he sort of turned into this consistent galloper who's just like Sheen style, loves lines and gets there all the time. Yeah. I think they just, I think they just tried to ride it uh, colder from then on, didn't they? Because they sort of tried to ride it more positive in the last – in the preps before that. Um. Yeah, and it's really just something that just needs to relax and hit the line. But it's a great horse, so curls, isn't it? Because, like we're saying, it gets it's got it's gotten back here over six hundred meters, and yeah. I think we're all sort of saying twelve hundred, four hundred. It's better. Yeah, I mean, why, I mean, obviously, I don't do the form anywhere like in Melbourne, like you guys do. But obviously, listen, tune in and you just have a look at its SP profile. You know, the last three starts, it's you know the shorts it's going around is twenty dollars. So, you know, for a horse that gets regularly mentioned it just it does get my attention because of the price you know yeah mm. but it's weird that they haven't they haven't tried it more down the straight like uh Digo was saying uh it's trained on course usually that helps those horses um so weird that it had that massive that massive run and they've never tried it again i don't think they've, they've tried no, it they, again they tried, Maybe it, they tried no, it once didn't they might have been first up this prep in the Oris it was in the Oris 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 it, it yeah. wasn't suited it was badly yeah. not suited it still ran fourth so now i've yeah. half potted it to win the cox plate so load up <laughs> is that where they're going no i've got no idea take it to that sprint down the straight the vrc thing probably win yeah and i wouldn't mind betting that Uncle Lindsay's setting up back in our staff for a third tilt, I think, from memory, at the railway and a fourth tilt at Kingston Town back in Perth. Just looks like Where, it's on track. Where's nice. he setting up Re- Reservoir for? Got no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me if it joined it on the plane back to Perth, um, both with WA connections. I think both maybe, would be on track. Maybe you should ring Uncle Lindsay. Uncle I know you Lindsay. talk to him a bit and just say, hey, can I work as a strapper, right? And then you can strap him you can get on the cargo flight and get, get yourself back to Perth that way. Either that or I'll have hey. to dive in. I'll have to, uh, you know, maybe ask Uncle Puff Williams if I can jump on the – or even Uncle Pike, Cousin Pike. He's only two years older than me. Can you believe that? Pike's 34. What? He's been around literally forever. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we, 
No. We've all wasted, no, we've no, all no. wasted our lives. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Got a good. I thought he was uh, like 48. Nah, he's still got like, like 20 years to ride if he wants. How like old do you reckon he was, Curly? Sorry, what was that? How old do you reckon he was? Jeez, I thought he'd be like mid 40s. Josh? Yeah, probably the same. Are you just making this up? No. I'm, reliable source told me that was the case. But while I'm typing that up, just to uh, confirm, Josh, do you have a horse to follow from Caulfield? Uh, I didn't love the race, but a couple of the, uh, couple of the two-year-olds caught my attention oh, in sure. the first race called Animate. Animate. I don't think threw a bit of fat out of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Montesira chips in Montesira wherever he goes next race. Chippy job. Oh, yeah. And and filthy that dirty work didn't get a spot in the Everest. Uh, good. Dickens, do you have something to follow that's not two year old related? I think the two year olds are quite a weak bunch, and you'd be very careful putting anything. <laughs> um, oh, I'll find it to the year, and I'll tell you when the better one. I've been talking to Mitch Freeman a fair bit. How, how enormous did that horse go? And what, where and what he decides to do, and I'm trying to help him decide with Broadway Wait. and four. Like, it's run the fast, third fastest last six and four of the day, fastest last 200 metres of the day. Uh, it was it missed the start and looked like I helped him with the race a bit, so I was watching out of interest. And a little bit like um, Baglioni, Great name for a horse too. On at yesterday at Cranbourne, like half through the race, I just thought he, he can't win. And then all of a sudden, it's just flashing. Both of them, obviously, Baglioni was ridden by the greatest pipes that probably ever graced a race course, the Oliver, and he got it over the line to knock us off. Our horse trade dollar one there, or wrong road. Oh. But probably uh, force gone enormous. I don't mm. know where he goes with it, and it's just a like we've been talking to him. It's just an enigma. This horse, like its best ever, most dynamic looking performance was at Mooney Valley, and it's. Flying at Caulfield, if you were doing the form for the horse, you're just sort of saying Flemington only. Give it time to wind up, as Josh was saying with another horse. Uh, Instant, Instant celebrity. celebrity. Like these get back run on horses, you just naturally expect this horse to be best suited at a big straight track like Flemington. But uh, I don't know. It's flying that horse. Um, I'll tell you the other, I'll give away one more. I think there's a there's a mare's race of fourteen hundred from memory in sometime around the carnival at Flemington. Uh, probably su- thought- probably suited something like that, but it could it might not actually. I don't know about the fourteen hundred. The twelve hundred might be better. Yeah, I think twelve hundred. Um, good mare, like, a good quality group mare's race. Uh, Faistos, same one. Faistos and Bee Hunter behind Windstorm. Yeah. Oh, Bee Hunter, super super run. All right, that horse a bit, B Hunter. Um, interesting to see where Sads decides to go that, with that horse. Uncle Sads, looking forward to it. Curls, we're going to head up your way, but before we start reviewing Doombin, Warwick, whichever, your know, sunny coast, you did every single meeting, I think, during the week. It was just, you know, enormous as usual. But let's start with Alligator Blood. I want to get your take on how that horse is tracking. Is it set for the grand final of the Yellow Bird? Or has the stable, for whatever reason, all of a sudden slowed down a fair bit? Um, I'll start by by declaring my interest in the race. Is that um, we made alligator blood a lay for our um, state of origin betting thing? Yep. Um, you know, I sort of said after his first up run that it was a barrier trial, but in saying that, he sort of never done it, didn't do enough to impress. Like he was entitled to run the fastest last 200 of the race at, at the very least. He wasn't able to do that. Um, look, the stables, you know, what you say, it's only been a couple of weeks. You know, it's been 10 days. I've got a couple of, got, you know, a few have gone under at the short quote. Uh, they won a race on a Saturday. It was a big drift. It led and 
it was gifted the race. But in saying that, he's, David Van Dyke's still striking at 42% winning strike rate from his last 50 runners, so it's hard to pot. <laughs> but look, uh, we go back to focusing on alligator blood. Look, it's got beat by a B grader probably, has it? Flit? Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty pooey race, let's face yeah. it. Like, no I, I thought that um well he, he looked like he thought he was gonna shit him at the yeah. four hundred. So and then once he got headed, they just sort of fought out, but the momentum horse maintained yeah. its maintained its momentum and they haven't run a figure, so it doesn't have to be a very good horse to maintain that momentum. Oh, I think if he was into it at the four hundred it probably would have won. That, that's just my view. I watched it once. Yeah, you have a look at what he did last preparation and the sort of and the numbers that he was able to toss up. Um, he's not going as good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so not surprising to see it get beat. Um, I heard David Van Dyke on the radio this morning, um, like downplaying how the horse has been going all preparation and. Sort of wasn't surprised that it got beat. Sort of thought it boxed on okay. I think we've all got the same opinion there. Um, but yeah, disappointing. Um, like it should have been winning that. Um, you know, on the way to winning the Golden Seagull. <laughs> the sex move. <laughs> yeah. Look. Anyway, it's it's not going as good, and that's that's where it's at. Um, I, I, yeah. Can't, it wouldn't have. I don't think it could win a seagull off that or whatever race it's going to. Might have oh, to go to Bondi. Well, when it beat Superstorm at Flemington, they went this like the exact same figure, just about as um, he went to the six hundred on Saturday. But he came home twelve lengths above the all average, whereas he came home six on Saturday. So, whatever way you cut it up, you, sometimes you'll see them drop their figures and it's just because they go slower to the 600 and they can't maintain that big figure because they're just in slower races. But uh, not, every way you cut this up, it just looks like he's he's dropped back. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Kills. Run us through uh, highlights from Doombin, Warwick, wherever you like. Um, no highlights. We bet into five races in total over the weekend. We had one winner in four seconds. Um, I thought the performance of the meeting at Doombin was in race eight with Jaden Tom, um, seven-year-old mare, and I'm pretty confident that that's looking at the data. She's put in a career best there. Um, she was electric and getting over the top of them. Um, you know, we dissected this race on the Thursday night show and we let these horses come through that Wheatwood race at Toowoomba and she won that Um I sort of, I think I said on the show that, you know, local local horses suited on the track and she sort of had the right run, best part of the track in the straight, but um, she's been able to, to do that again, um, which is a big effort. Uh, what did we do? We bet into race four at Doombin. We are on 05 Glory, took $6 at 10 past nine, and I think it started, what price did it start? Um a lot shorter than that. Uh, $4.18 SP. Yep. SP, $4.18 on the fair. Uh, had the race shot to bits, I thought, at 150 and then Genzai the Wolf just burst through. Somehow got underneath us and nailed us on the line, so that was a bit crook. But um, I think it, they all had, it had their chance. No sick beats or anything like that. Uh, yeah, the staying race, um, that, that grey line one, there was... I think there's a few on that fun fact. I sort of didn't know what the fact was half a cat. Um, it was disappointing. It got rolled. Uh, free to fly was one that we discussed out of the show uh, on Thursday night, but at least I ran second. It's just a typical sort of Queensland meeting. Like nothing mate, too mate too you see, you sort of promised a bit of anger this morning. You're a bit sort of relaxed. I'm building here. up to it. I'm building up. I'm building up to it. Just building up the revs slowly. Is this race seven we're going to talk about? Um, La Palmier, any thoughts? Yeah, look, um, I've got to touch on this because, you know, I've, I don't mind giving a bit of commentary. Um, I don't think there's any participants in Queensland left that actually like me at all because I have an opinion. And if you have a negative opinion, 
Um, it doesn't always go down well, but I was with a couple of mates uh, at the races on Saturday. And we're talking about, I was talking about betting into this race, but I just couldn't come into La Palmier. I was a little concerned, um, you know, a little bit concerned with the jock. Like it's not a jock that I find in the metro regions uh, um, as a punting proposition. Um, anyway, her brother, her brother must have been on track on Saturday at Warwick because I said to me, mate, I told you you can't back her and he didn't take too kindly to it. Um, he might have um, he might have had a mistaken identity though because I think he called me Kent. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> um, so right. I won the thousand guineas. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, look, we're having a shocking day. I was having a shocking day. There was a dollar sixty-five favourite at the coast that I wanted to bet against because I thought it's slow, basically. And it's blown out the gate, and I backed the two horses to beat it, the second favourite and the third favourite, and then um, the fourth favourite leads all the way, and we run second and third on the other bets. Um, I was sitting at about the 75-metre mark, I suppose, at Warwick, and in the first, Moscow now was a good bet for us. Um, started a lot shorter. Jockey rode it like the best horse in the race, decided to sit five deep in a five-horse field from the 800. When it went past us, it was in front, so I was just clicking away there. <laughs> surface pro. Um, yeah, good are they when the batteries last? Uh, I think I've done, like, I've done about 1,500 in run on the race because, like, the horse inside me, I marked about a billion... <laughs> and we're just like the strongest stayer, so I just kept clicking. Um, and then, you know, everyone was cheering because we thought it would won. And then I sort of went, walked to the screen to see how far it won by, and the inside horses kicked back and won it a nostril. <laughs> I wouldn't say it set me off, but fuck, it triggered me. It didn't help. <laughs> um, a day only got worse from there, from a from a punning punning wise. Um, what else we back? Colpo di Tamburo ran second True. after looking the winner. And then thankfully, um, thankfully, Rosie Posey won the Warwick Cup. That was the good. Posey. Rosie Posey. Um, back, to, back to back. Back to back Warwick Cups. My confidence was sort of boosted when the race caller said pre-race that the Greys have a great record in the Warwick Cup. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, France. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony Collins is a local race caller up here. He's a champion bloke, and he just threw that stat out, and like, that got me That got me going. Um, and basically, basically after it – oh, mate, honestly, after it won, I just thought it's time to shut down. Um, and it's basically – spoke? I can't remember speaking to you, to be honest. Um <laughs> Basically, the, the day went like this. Um, I had about a million drinks. Uh, bloke that drove us back to Toowoomba, to, for some reason, didn't drop me home. Um, he dropped me to the pub. I got bounced out of the pub pretty quick. Um, apparently, I had too much to drink. And then when I got out of the front, there's no cabs or anything there. And I had a flat phone. I couldn't get an Uber, so I had to walk home. 5.3 kilometres. From pub to door, door to door. I thought I'd be smart and cut through the netball park there and uh, those fucking plovers or whatever you call them, you know, the white birds with the orange, yellow beaks. <laughs> the golden plover fucking started swooping me. Maybe Georgie's and, brother sent it out. Uh, <laughs> and Mrs. Tips haven't, hasn't spoke to me since. <laughs> um, complete debacle here. And then so Sunday morning. Where's like, all your computers like, in that? Sorry? Where's all your computers and everything? Yeah, old mate's car. Let me know, mate's car. Mick Rain's car. Absolute <laughs> legend. Friend of the show too, Mick. Loves it. Anyway, so he's dropped them around Sunday morning. And like, there's a couple of horses that I was keen on Sunday. Sent the first one out. Now, here's a great tip. This is a tip I can give everyone that's sort of what for betting, right? Fucking keep, keep a handle on your statistics of trainers and jockeys and who you're backing and understand where the bread comes from. Really important. I backed two trainers, like two good-sized bets on two trainers yesterday, John Holcomb and Malcolm Reynolds. Like, you've never heard of them because they don't train that many winners. They don't have that many horses in work. Ridden by Nathan Thomas and, I don't know, some other bloke, right? So they're not, not massively winning combinations and you're having good-sized bets on these 
you know, on these horses off, you know, one good run um, for the preparation, you know, back from a spell or first up, first career run. So, you know, going into the last race Sunday, I was staring down the barrel. I don't know how I would have handled another losing day. Um, and God bless Brad Stewart. Fuck, he has delivered some units to us over the first six months um, of this of this uh, mailbag journey. I think he drew like nine or ten, and he just he just made a decision that he was going to be three back the fence, and that's where he lobbed. Like he's just such a good jockey. It's a great lesson uh, for anyone that is punting, whether it's semi-professional or whatever, just recreational. Just know where your money's coming from, where where the winners are coming from, and. Something I found in Queensland is a big gaps between good trainers and good jockeys, you know, to the average. So, I think it's, further, I, further to that, girls, it's it's not just that they're consistent trainers; it's that you have a good handle on that that jockey and that trainer on how they're going to ride this horse with this setup. So then you can more accurately map a race, which is so yeah, vital. I think so. I, I think that's the big part of that. Like you can go, like yesterday, like Ma Ustas don't care about sixty kilos, Doctor Drill, because. They're flying with their stayers. Willow from Barrier One. He's going to kick up. He's going to land in the coffin. All he needs to do is get the thing out. It's, it's a safer play because you, you can predict yeah. what, how they're going to be ridden. I think we took anyway. We took thirty-four dollars. Um, I think it started a bit shorter than that. I think it might have been twenty-three, twenty-four across the topes and the fair and stuff. Um, yeah, so that was a great result. That sort of you know put us back on a, basically an even keel for the weekend, which is was a good result for my mental health. Um, so today I'm able to afford some flowers and an, an apology letter to Mrs. Tips and we had to enjoy the week with a bit of luck. Do you call Mrs. Tips to her face? Not to her face, she'd punch me. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot better at what she does than what I am at what I do, don't worry. Uh, anyway, I'm glad the weekend's over. Um I got a spray from a bloke on Twitter, which was really helpful too. He told me to stop being negative and <laughs> I appreciate I can't remember who it was, but I do appreciate it. I needed that Sunday morning. So we're back. Uh, hope everybody's enjoying betting in Queensland and some of the stuff that we've we've copped in the last few, in the last seven days has, has been a great insight to, to what it's like operating up here. So good. Isn't Twitter great? So you can have an opinion, but then someone you know, has an, a negative opinion towards your opinion for having an opinion. It's just like... Oh, what about on, on Saturday? Yeah. Um, well, sometime, I don't know when it was. I'm getting, like, notifications about all, like, these tweets I'm in from some, like, probably some bloke who lives with his mum bagging me, but I can't see what he's saying. But I keep getting notified. That's torture. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> Look, it is. A, it, I suppose I don't know what it is. Like you've got to have. Like I've got to have an opinion on trainers and jockeys and, and how things will work. Yeah, because I've got to put me hard earned money. I've got to put my own money on it. It's not personal. It's not. Personal. Yeah, that, that, that's that's you the know, point. stretch. And you shouldn't have to like articulate that it's not personal. Like when we when I was criticising Willie Park, I still half am. Because that's what I do for a living. I make decisions on. On riders, I've not met him. I'm not bagging him as a person. Like they say, all oh, the haters. It's not hate at all. At all. Look, there's certain jockeys and trainers that I want to back in metropolitan races over others, and you know, probably probably saying it after 40 cans or something like that at the races is probably not the right place to say it. Maybe, but um, certainly not nothing personal. But it's just punting. It's a passionate game. What the wagering, the, the sport of wagering is a lot more exciting than the sport of racing. Hundred percent. Without a doubt. That's all from the north, mate. I've got nothing really else to add other than like it doesn't get any better because we've got to go to Gatton this week. Yeah. So <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, you do. <laughs> bring it on. All right. Quick uh quick spin west. Clairvoyance, like we previewed this race on Thursday um, and the, the question was, what would the speed map look like? Well, she just jumped and strolled across. No one from the inside tried to kick up to hold her out, so it was nice of those jockeys to just make things a little bit easier. But they've still clocked a really fast tempo and she's just completely obliterated her own personal best. Gemma's son actually recorded a new PB as well by 1.1 length, but his... Um, 
shall we say. To quote Luke Dayton, he said his cult balls would have shriveled up as soon as she went past him at the top of the straight. She completely and utterly fucking killed them. And she is a Group 1 horse. DMAC half said in jest after the race on Twitter that she'd be aimed at the Everest next year. You wouldn't put it past her. She's recorded a bigger figure in WA than Showmanship recorded before he came over here. Um, she's basically bomb-proof, and only injury or incredible bad luck will see her defeated in WA. And she's she's waiting out. She's got herself right away from the Belmont. Um, yeah. There's no 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 chance of falling in a trench. Yeah, she's recorded. Trench. She's recorded a nine point eight over a thousand. And she's a better 1,200-metre horse, in my opinion. That's a huge birth figure. It's just, you know, it's not quite Fabergino levels, but at the same time, I don't think this horse has necessarily been tested in terms of early speed so far. Um, but it's sort of that level of excitement, probably a bit more ta uh, tractable, a little bit more bomb-proof than Fabergino. Got a few more tricks to her, I think, this horse. It's exciting. It's good to have uh, another potential star out west. Uh, the rest of the meeting, it was just good to be back at Ascot. There's heaps of angles, all that sort of stuff, but um, we won't necessarily go into to that because it's just good to be back at Ascot. It's just a sense of relief. He's up and about the pistol, man, isn't he, guys? The Belmont Trench is a thing of the past. Exactly. Yeah, might, might be something else that's got him up and about, I reckon. Hong Kong last night finished up at 10 to 9. It's good. California Rad in the last. That um, Prince of Sussex is still still learning. It's called Lucky Express in Hong Kong. It's gone under for I think the fourth time and fifth starts. Five starts yeah. is a favourite. What why is that? Why what horse is that? Prince of Sussex. Prince of... Remember it won the Gold Rush in the showdown. Oh in shit! That that Matt. that's that horse we backed at Packenham. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Matt Laurie. Uh, Matt we backed Laurie this thing curly at Packenham's first ever start. Took like I reckon four fifty. And it started like a dollar sixty. Yeah. And it was just traveling. And I think TB was calling it, you know, like, like oh. absolutely bolting. He hasn't even <laughs> let it go yet. And then when he went to let it go, it just said, nah, fuck, I'm not interested today. <laughs> just stopped. It was torture. Then it went out and won the, it went up like eight dollars at Bendigo and they crunched it there and it pissed in. Then yeah. it won the Caulfield race. That's the horse. Yeah. It won it. It won last start in, uh, at Chartin, yeah, it did, but yeah. that's the first time it's won. It's been, I guess, it's had a few excuses in previous runs and been a little bit disappointing, I think, overall. It's still running sideways for half its races, it's just bizarre. But I um, get that knocked off. I forgot to mention, sorry, in the Queensland stuff, um, remember that horse that we spoke about on the previous show a couple of weeks ago, Alert and Ready, the two year old, and it fell? Yes. Um, it, it announced it, it showed us on Saturday that it should have pissed in that day. Um, went back from the gate and settled last. Reeled off the 19th fastest last 600, the 12th fastest last 400, and the fifth fastest last 200 for the entire meeting. Um, so anyone that was on it that, that, when it fell after watching it on the previous show, you should feel sick. <laughs> Who's gonna Who's gonna win the footy this weekend, Kels? Brisbane Lions. And who did Geelong play? No, Port Adelaide. Port's playing Richmond. Brisbane's playing Geelong. Oh, so Brisbane could, Brisbane will beat Geelong, and I hope they like give it. I hope they smack them. I'm not a Geelong fan at all. Um, I suppose. I don't know. I suppose. I suppose Port Adelaide. Oh. Um, but I don't care. Really. I think Josh is a bit of a bandwagon Tigers supporter. His board of membership about 2016, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with the Brooklyn Nets one that I bought end of last season. Now nah, Brooklyn Nets <laughs> die, die, mate. <laughs> Brooklyn just, Nets. I was, just, I was a New Jersey from, fan. Just from an impartial supporter's view, I hope it's Brisbane and Port Adelaide because I might get a ticket to the grand final if that's the case. Yeah, I, I, I think they play the best brand of footy too. Mm. The best grand final. Yeah, Port's, Port scares me, especially in Port, but I think they're genuine anyway. I think they would beat us even in Brisbane. I don't know why they're not favourites, to be honest. Pete, you're still going to follow North Melbourne next year? I don't care anymore. The game is so irrelevant, so far gone, that I just do not give a shit. I, I watched both the rugby league games on the weekend instead of the AFL. 
It's, I, I started it's on the AFL for like five minutes both times and thought, fuck, fuck this. Yeah. The rugby league game, both of them were outstanding. Yeah. I think that, be up Sorry, you go. No, I was going to say, there was one cracking game last week that it was the whatever game it was. See, I don't even remember anymore. This is, it's so already The Collingwood West Coast game was like... Yeah, that's the it. Best game is pretty I've seen in a year or two. But yeah. um, when, it's, when it's not high, it's just shit. I think because I've barred from Melbourne and have done for my entire life, is I'd, like it's just wearing me down, just being a Melbourne supporter. It's sort of one... One like highlight season every ten seasons. It's been a little bit harder to stay to maintain it, but I don't know. I, I think I, you know my kids don't really follow it as much now. They're more like it's a little bit becoming like the American sport where they know LeBron or Kobe or whoever, but they don't know who they play for. Yeah, you follow the athlete. You follow the follow superstar the as opposed to a team. Yeah, like my nine-year-old who doesn't play footy himself, but um, he knows Dusty. Yeah, oh, but I think that's a more enjoyable way to enjoy sport. Oh, I'm loving the NFL now, but only only because the wide receivers feeding us the grouse. She's doing an outstanding job early on. Yeah, flying, running at eight uh, percent pot, I think, uh, with the hail mary steal and play. Mm. Yeah, this I'm week, Connors. Pick- before we go, just for the live show on Thursday night, please remember this because I might forget it. I, don't, I thought about keeping it up my sleeve, but I just don't want to forget it. Hopefully going to have the man, the myth, the wish on, or as he likes to call himself, the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Jonathan Walsh. Uh, make sure we ask him about his, um, he claims to, to, to have the record at Warnable College for the 1,500-metre walk. He <laughs> <laughs> reckons it's, he's still got it. Apparently, he rings up every year just to check, like... Did they did they knock me off? You know, every year. <laughs> Can you imagine him walking? Easier than running, but not the walk. <laughs> who was that? Who was that? Uh, that Aussie Walker that got done for the incorrect incorrect oh, style. Yeah, I know. He yeah, took Sydney, Sydney two thousand. Um, was it Sydney? Yeah, no, the, was. I'm, was it? I'm yeah, talking about the 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 female athlete. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was coming into the stadium and got DQ'd. Imagine that, imagine doing a sport where you only get to really do it once every four years and then getting DQ'd after a fifty k walk, whatever it was, you're about to win. And then and then you tune into the the swimming and Eric the Eels there getting like three hours to complete the race. That that was that was good. That was good for sport. I thought that was good for sport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's had a massive impact on sport overall, hasn't it? No place for that mediocrity in the Olympics, mate. Drop off, Eric. <laughs> the only Eric the year that I've the other one that one from the horse from Queensland that run a hole in the Derby. I think it's the now on the, it's yeah. now in Hong Kong, Eric. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, there's another one sold. Cash out at the it's right like, time. Runners. It's like suggesting that NFL is a watchable sport on television. The NFL is there to bet on. <laughs> <laughs> Popular opinion, possibly. Didn't you just get told not to be negative anymore, Kills? <laughs> oh, you can't watch the NFL. Sure. <laughs> it's like watching human chess. Oh, he's moved He's moved diagonally right, left. If the wide receiver wasn't sent in the grouse mail, I would have no interest. Not even a sport. <laughs> I like it. All right, week ahead. Um... We should also say Rob Scurry is doing Mounting Yard Mail from most Wednesdays now. Uh, for this week, there's a nine ninety nine special, so you can get both his Wednesday and Saturday meeting for ten bucks. Which is if you haven't what? tried it, get on board. He's completely dominating. Honestly, um, what? Yeah. I've left you in charge for a week. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Pretty quick. That's not going to last very long. Just for this week, um, the four pack. So for all four states on Saturday, we've. Do that for forty as well, so it's ten bucks a meet. So, um, should be good. Dickens, you've got the Caulfield Cup. Get start watching your videos of the International Cup this Saturday. Yeah. How about the uh, How about the field for the Blue Sapphire? Four hundred thousand dollar race, three horses. Going to be like English racing. Uh, is that that's got ranting in it, hasn't it? Ranting, Anders, and Hansi Kronja, aka Hansi Attic. Wow. 
<laughs> well, hopefully he's trying. No, shut <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, I wonder what... That would be an interesting race to watch. Like, do they, I wonder if Anders goes quick as it could or it might go too slow and set it up for the sweeper. So we're at Caulfield on Wednesday, that means. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty fat meeting. I've looked at the card. Super. Blue Sapphire meeting. Beautiful. Rail out, rail out 10. I think we're at Pakenham on Friday night. For one of the first grass meetings in a while. Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a bull meeting this week too. On Thursday, yes. Okay. All right, very good. Thanks as always, guys. We'll jump on board next week.